dancer. So welcome back to the next episode of our podcast. This is your girl Juicy Grind and I'm here with my actual real life mother <laughs> who will be known as Dr. No. Juicy Grind? Yeah, that's what it gave. That don't work for me. It worked. It's fine. I don't know why you think it's so hard about it. It's just you juicy dry and dry. Juicy dry. Oh my gosh. Mom just called me dry. So this is Dr. No. She says no because she didn't even want to do the podcast, the podcast. But she's going to be glad. It's a bonding activity. So here's the rules, Dr. No. You can't say anything identifying or like anything about the city you're in, but you can describe stuff. So tell me, how have you liked visiting me this weekend? Speaking to the microphone, please, ma'am. Well, I think that um, we're evolving as a mother and daughter um, entity. We Can you um, just turn towards the computer? Excuse me. We are um, shifting our roles a little bit, becoming more like friends instead of um, mother-daughter, and that's something that I'm adjusting to. How do you feel like mother daughter is different? Than should, it is or should you used be to do everything I told you, and now it's not like that. <laughs> What's something that you wish I would do that I don't do? You tell me. No, I mean, it's not. I'm just saying that I had some kind of control over my life. Yeah, my, now, my acting, yeah, yeah, now it's totally. Um, well, I'm not your first child, am I? That went way left. Okay. The point is that you've been through this process before, but is it different for every child? Yeah. Is it going to be different for your grandchildren too, or is it easier to let your grandchildren grow up? No, I think that's harder. Really? Why? Because you don't have control over how they're raised. Right. You have to sit back and... And trust that who you raise can raise another layer of human being. Or when you don't agree with it. And they still have to be around it and support I don't support it. So what do you there, think? there are arguments there. What do you think is, how do you think a person can be prepared to be a parent? Do you think people should like... I have, really think people should take parenting classes. Right. Because it tells you about developmental um, stages that we go through that mm-hmm. like later after I had my first child and I was in school and I took the class and I was like oh that's why oh I yes, should have did, did more yeah. of these activities to foster that mm-hmm. oh wow and so I think that's why I put so much more into you because I knew more like my and Dr. Maya Angelo says when you know better you do better so let me ask you this um do you remember the cartoon Rugrats Mm-hmm. You just reminded me of how Dee Dee, I think, whatever the mother's name is, she kept quoting Dr. Lipschitz. She always be like, Dr. Lipschitz says you should do this with your child and that with your child. And that's like, I think that was my first. It, would you have that was a, some idea? Wait, that was the first time I saw a mother trying during parenting. And then I grew up and then mm-hmm. I realized. But you should have um, some basic understanding of um, child development. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, like what the stages are, what, you know, another pop culture reference that it reminds me of is um, the first season of Empire. The worst scene for me is when they kept flashing back to Terrence Howard, like, 
throwing his son in the literal trash can when he came down with heels on. And that was upsetting to me, not because that was upsetting me primarily because a boy modeling after his mother, his primary caregiver, is like a very natural stage in development. It doesn't always mean you're going to turn out to be a certain sexual orientation. So even they, though they were like trying to say a, give a point about black families and homophobia and all, like they still did it wrong. Well, you know what I'm talking about? But the guy who um, Lee Daniels, he said that really happened to him. So it's not wrong if you're okay, actually you're right. portraying. It's accurate. Something that happened. Well, it's accurate, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If people knew more about. I think when people respond so strongly like that, it's because they're afraid of something in themselves that. Yeah, you can't. Well, yeah, that Lee Daniels thing is a good He probably felt like if the right guy looked at him, (laughs) (laughs) Terrence Howard does. He might pull it out of him. Terrence Howard does perm his hair, so that could be. Uh, He was so (laughs) goofy when I see him in person. Like, he was really goofy. Like, he did not come across as the Empire. Why did he start learning? Who taught him how to whisper? Somebody taught him how to get some swag. Because when I seen him back in the day, he was like this goofy dude. He was not Terrence Howard. What do you think? Cuba getting Jr. is like in real life. Uh, I would hope he's better than what I imagine. What do we imagine him to look like? I just imagine him to be a is little... Is he a geek or is geek. he nice? Yeah, I imagine him to be dorky, geeky. I imagine him to literally... I think like he probably had to go and hang out with his Cousin. um, cousins to get that. Wait a second, but go back to Boys in the Hood. He wasn't dorky, geeky then. He knew he was doing I'm saying this. he probably had to be like, let me go back to the hood. Why you do that to people? Because he got money. I feel like Cuba Gooding Jr. at this point. With Junebug and Nene, and let's see what's going on, and then I can play this role. Well, at this point, I can't imagine him being anything different than OJ. Like, at this point, if he does does anything different, I'd be like, who who do you think you are? He's really a good actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, he just did a bunch of movies that he actually got a lot of money for anyway. So he's an American Horror Story now. Is he? Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, this is why I love FX. So two things that they did around OJ that I thought was crazy. So, you know, he played OJ Simpson in the, uh, what's it called, the the People versus OJ Simpson on FX. And then Sarah Paulson played um, the female prosecutor. What's her name? Marsha Clark. They're in the new episode of American Horror Story as a couple. Isn't that funny? They did it on purpose. You know they did it on purpose. It's so hilarious. So what is this theme of this? Roanoke. So the lost the lost colony of Roanoke. Remember that in history that there was a colony they couldn't find during the seventeen hundreds. Oh my goodness, that sounds interesting. It's really it's the first mega horror story I could actually watch. It wasn't as gruesome as the rest. Oh, oh and Angela Bassett in it too. How many S episodes is it into? Six. Oh, that's too much catch up. Oh, I already caught up on three. Angela Bassett's in it too. Um, and then that lady who always plays a crackhead is on it, but she, <laughs> but she's better in this one. She's still a, a recovering alcoholic, but she's doing better. Um, okay. So yeah, I think that's what, I think that's what Cuba Gooding is like. I think the casting was great. Oh, the second thing FX did that I love is during, oh, this. you just can, they, it's just sometimes in TV, there's a moment, an opportunity to do something and FX did it perfectly. So when the OJ finale was on and they showed the verdict, they went to a commercial right after the verdict. And it was three dudes sitting on their couch, and one of them goes, wait, that's it? He just doesn't get convicted? And this dude was sitting there like, that really happened. 
And you were like, wait, what's happening? Is this for... And then it goes, Atlanta. And it was a preview for their new show, Atlanta. But they did the preview by responding to the actual show. And I just thought that was amazing. I was, did you watch Atlanta? Oh, I watched Atlanta, yeah. But it was just like... Was Atlanta good? Atlanta's still on now, but... Uh, was, has it been good? Why are you pushing me to go past my point? What I was just going to say is that that people lost their mind because they were already watching OJ, and then they were like, oh my gosh, I didn't know about Atlanta before that, so that was awesome. Atlanta is great. It's really good for people of my uh, persuasion, being younger folks who like... Persuasion? You mean your age? Yeah, I just said it. I just when said we it. say persuasion, we usually talk about race. Really? Yeah, back in like the day. Like dating, you mean? Persu- okay, anyway, like Asian persuasion. But doesn't that mean that people like to date Asian women? No, it's like, no, I don't even want to go back. Because you're probably That's... making it up. No, I'm not making it up. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. I want to make up something No, it's stupid. really good. Because Donald Glover is, is um a great actor and a great rapper. And then his show is comedy. It's just, it's just really, it's really good. There's episodes in... All three of the first episodes I watched, they like had me cracking up, yelling, laughing. Are you sleepy? No, I really was thinking. Doctor No, I'm closing her eyes. <laughs> no, you know, you know, you go on and on, and you kind of do go to dreamland. I'm, gra- to I'm glad somebody's recording this. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad the world will know. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was saying that I kind of wish I had to study film or something in school because I could go on and on talking about movies I really love. Um, what else do you wish you had studied? You almost went to law school. Yeah, that wouldn't, wouldn't have worked out. Why not? Because you really wanted to go. You studied. Yeah, I did it several times. What did you miss the LSAT by like three points or something? No, I passed. I so what did you miss by three points? That was way back that endorsement stuff. Oh, uh, I don't know. No, I passed the LSAT. I got like a 144 without studying. Remember, you walked by and helped me with uh, one of the uh, math problems like it was nothing. He was like, oh, no, you do it like this. And I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this when a middle schooler could come well, and those do were a math day- problem. Those were the days when I wasn't discouraged to be smart. I was just being myself. Are you feel discouraged to be smart? The, the smallest fly might as well be a wasp in my oh, house. Oh, when I reacted like that yesterday, you were tripping. <laughs> well, because you were jumping out of your seat. I just turned around to make sure it wasn't coming at me. Um, do No, I think that as you get older, it's harder to believe you're still that smart. Like When you go to college and you don't get straight A's, and when you like deal with mental health, like you have anxiety or like, whatever. You that's, start to, um, grades are like a snapshot of your effort. At the moment, your understanding and your effort is not who you are as a whole. Yeah. You know, so, so, take that for what it's worth. Have I told you that the psychiatrist said I may have ADHD? As in, like, I took a test and I may have ADHD. What do you think about that? I don't think so. I may be high functioning because some of the social symptoms are like, <laughs> which it can be so easy to, to say these are your symptoms, but it's like you have a conversation, you quickly forget what you just said, um, you know, trouble. You listening. just don't care about the person you're talking to. That's, more that's one, another option. Or um, you forget about the stuff you said, you uh, so jump So you remember around. what you just said, so I don't think that's true. But I had to start over because I lost but my you place. it. 
okay, no, like, you forget what you just said to people. And there's been plenty of times people, like, we just talked a couple hours ago. I'm like, okay, tell me again what you said because it went in one ear and out the other. The other thing is, you don't even forget. The other thing is that um you have trouble listening, of course. But you said um, you forget what you said, not what somebody else said to you. You just said people But I Okay, you. I tell you right now, I can, I can give you a speech right now and not remember not remember like i'm not saying it's like totally gone but okay. it's not easily accessible i don't i don't the other i don't th- agree and i've okay. known you all your life well the have you known me you yeah knew, you knew high school me but as you said i changed but listen this is a real symptom that um that was the concern sometimes i'm thinking and then i just blank out and i can't think of anything no matter how hard i try like i'll be like okay give me like somebody would say oh what do you think i'll like give me one second and my brain i'm just sitting there making myself look like i'm thinking and my brain is just blank well, that used to happen to me, but that's when I was smoking. So, if I'm not smoking, I'm perfectly healthy, <laughs> then what did that tell you? I don't know. It just, it's, it worries me because I do have moments where I'm like. I, I, I wouldn't put all that. It's not, it's not, imp- it's not impacting you in a negative way at all. So, I think why label is. yourself? I think it is impacting me. I have trouble getting through the workday sometimes because I'm just like, I don't want to sit down. But you don't have to sit down. Yeah, you do to be at a computer. Why are you so? Well, so what's the what's the what's the reluctancy here? It's not like I'm a child or I'm in the system and it's gonna hurt me to think about that or see myself that way. So what's your concern as a mother that your child might be ADHD? Well, that I missed it completely, and I don't see adult. You can be adult ADHD. Yeah. I just didn't see any of those symptoms. I don't think I don't think I grew up with them. I don't think that's true. I think I'm different than I was in high school. In high school, I could bring myself home and sit down and study. You know what I mean? And I think I'm getting better. So I don't know if like I need to be. I'm I, I I'm reluctant to be medicated or anything. But what I am be very reluctant. Yeah. What I am saying though is that I do find myself sometimes like I feel really restless. It used to happen in college. There used to be times when like it'd be eleven thirty. And this might not be ADHD. Maybe eleven thirty. I'd be like, man, I just want to walk outside right now. Like I just, like, just want to go on a walk. Like I would just be restless at eleven thirty. I could be up all day. It's not like I took a nap. And what is that? Can you go get a psychology degree so you can diagnose? Please, doctor. I don't. I don't know. You're not really trying to help me out here. Cause it just doesn't seem like it's something well. to be concerned with. Really, okay. it's not really impacting you. I know you say, "Oh, sometimes you don't feel like sitting," but that's just not a big deal. Like in the big scheme of things, okay. you heard it here first from a baby boomer. Don't take your meds. Not to say that. <laughs> I said be reluctant to get it's medicated, a, a, especially when you, when I don't feel like I don't know what's going on with you now. You're right. You've been on your own for a while, but me having daily contact with you, I never saw those symptoms. Right. Okay. So, if something's going on now, I would be reluctant to just label it like you know maybe document it for a while and see what's really yeah. going on. Okay. Cool. Well, that was a. That was an exclusive reveal for the podcast. I saved that all these years. No, all these years. I saved that all these months just to reveal it in front of my studio audience. It's the comedy podcast, Mom, You Can Laugh. When it's funny, I will. <laughs> oh, well. So, we were talking on another episode about how we're becoming our mothers. And myself and my co-hosts were saying that we're becoming our moms. 
And my friend was like, uh, you all know King MC King T at this point. King T was saying how she couldn't even process that, the thought that she's becoming a mom. And I was saying, I'm becoming my mom. What Do you think you're becoming your mother? I've seen moments of it and it's terrified me. Is it inevitable? Is it is it inevitable because of genetics or is it inevitable because of you grew up with someone? Like, mm-hmm. if your mom wasn't in your life, would you become your mother? You wouldn't know it. But you would, you think? I don't know. You wouldn't know <laughs> you it. You just don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, like, my um, quick temper, mm-hmm. you know, was something that I had to work on. And I know yeah. I got that from watching her, you know, behave in that manner. Sure. And so that's something that I really, like, I use it as a, uh, a way to go away from what I don't. Like. Yeah, like you know, like when you see those behaviors, you know what could be down the line, so you prevent them or work on them immediately. No, it's just like I didn't like them growing up, so right. why would I do that to my children? Sure. sure. So, I tried. Not, but I still find myself, when I look back and think of things, like like you said, like sometimes I jump out the car when I get mad. <laughs> I don't know don't if my know mom ever you. jumped out the car, but that quick, okay. that so quick, I think uh, what's t- no, okay. That quick reaction to things, um, I'm clearly got it from her. Well, you're not that bad because it could definitely be worse. But to to give more insight to the listeners, one time years ago, what were we, doing? we left the outlet mall, and my mom had bought two purses. I don't know, and I'm gonna remember it obviously favorably in my side. But she bought two purses. I think I was nagging her about how she spent her money for whatever reason, and she literally got out of the car. I, I feel like it was moving at that point, but maybe it wasn't, but she just got out of the car at the mall parking lot and just started walking and walked for, <laughs> walked for like a half a mile and wouldn't pay attention to the car um, because she was just so annoyed and so mad and, you know, felt like it wasn't my business to nag her. But, Especially um, <clears throat> since I probably spent half of my income on both of y'all. I don't know if that's relevant. So then no, you I'm just, saying, like, if I finally take my money and spend it on me, something that I rarely do, and to get criticized for it, sure. it just was more than I could take. Well, as a child, though, okay, that's fair. And you, every mom deserves, every, especially every, for all intents and purposes, a single mother deserves that. Um, snapping sometimes, I think, or like, not snapping, but more so like reaching their, you know, point. But I think that <laughs> in kid logic, it's like, well, you stress so much about money, why'd you spend money? <laughs> And that's just what I was just trying to be helpful. <laughs> and yeah, I think and I think it, it was winter time. I think what it was was because I never spent money on myself, and it was yeah. two purses that I really liked, mm-hmm. and I talked myself into spending the money. That as soon as you started questioning me, I started feeling bad about it. Like I could have taken that money and did something mm-hmm. else. But literally, I've used those purses all these years since. Yeah, you so have a good, so it was a good purchase. Yeah, I'm so glad that sure. I, I did that for myself. And now, like, I'm better with that. Like, yeah. because um, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that are like me, my friends included, that spend so much of their income on their children. Well, let's all put it in perspective. I pay my own bills now. You know, I'm talking about college. Yeah, but, but let's about, put it in perspective. I got a lot of scholarships. But let's put it in perspective. You and your sister graduated without student loans because of my efforts. And because of my scholarships. Yeah, but I still, I pay. You pay a um, good amount of money. 
Yeah, I paid a good amount of money. But you paid between your middle school and college, I paid okay. fifty grand. Let's let's get into this. So fifty grand is a lot of money over um, seven years. But let's put it in this perspective. You paid uh, okay. So say for tuition wise, you paid like. See the fact that you're trying to qualify it. I'm trying to talk through no, it. No, but the fact that you try, I don't even want to qualify. We're talking through the details no, for the podcast. I don't want to. To go through the details. See, that's what I'm saying. But you're saying no, you paid for college tuition, which I appreciate, but but yeah, I did, but, but you didn't for the listeners, you didn't have to pay a full like there was no financial aid and I did my part to help pay for Oh, college. you did your part, but we we were in a unique situation without saying exactly what school you went to, but it was it's not the average school. Yeah, well it's a it's a private school that had great endowments and great right. grants. So it's that's, not, a lot of so, schools have so that. it had well but it's separate. It's not like if you go to a state university and you got sure. your financial aid and your loan. Sure. It was other avenues coming in totally. It was just grant money. It was but that. in in your case, parents had a responsibility to pay a certain percentage. Sure. So I had to pay my percentage in the first year. You did cover my percentage with your scholarship, which was great. I only spent yeah, a minimum fine. amount, but I spent a lot of money getting you there and setting you up. So how much was middle school per year? I added 5, that up. That was twenty five thousand for those three years of middle school. First of all, let's wait. Let's go back. You didn't pay twenty five dollars for college. Yeah. No. Yeah, you paid like ten thousand was also in Denver College. Or did you Are pay ten thousand a year? Or did you pay ten thousand in one year? I paid eleven for your very last year. Okay, how much you paid a year before like, So you paid twenty five thousand all three years together. Yeah, I added that up because I, I really That's, literally Okay. I really literally, good. literally could have paid my college tuition. That's pretty good. I got loans because I took make sure you didn't You got have loans because you went to school. Right. At the same time, you were in school. school. Okay, what school, what college were you going to? You were getting your graduate degree at that point? What are you talking about? You were getting your graduate degree at that point. I was in college, right? Just for the people I'm giving contact. I don't want to, I don't, I don't feel like telling all that. So you are, uh, you're trying to paint me like I took all your money. I want to be clear no, you were pursuing no, graduate no, education. No, 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 no. Okay. What I'm saying is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from your sister to you, mm-hmm. I have Always, your sister, when your sister was in school, she took half of one of my checks. That's when Every we really, check? Half of one of them. Okay. Out of the month. But that's a lot of She took a money. quarter of your income every month. Yes. A quarter of my her. income. Yes. Yeah, but that was my fault because I didn't have any money saved for her to go to sure. school. And her dad was deceased. So what oh. are you going to do? May you rest in peace. Right. So... I did what I had to do. Okay. And so that set the stage because I went so hard for her, I felt like I had to go hard for you. And then I bought both of y'all cars. No one told you to buy her a car. My point being (laughs) is though, don't forget all of that. Yeah. So a car, car insurance, tuition, whatever, Mm. I went hard for y'all. And hmm. I, a lot of my friends were saying, "I girl, please, I ain't gonna do all that." But you didn't. But okay. But yeah. And then you got me a trip, and you paid for me a party. But all that came like in teenage years. But like you also. But like I also, to be fair to me, I wasn't the type of girl. You know how some kids would be on TV, they'd be like, "Oh, I want that. Get me that." I wasn't that kind of kid. No, either. you wasn't. At right. All. So, so the things you invested in me were literal investment. I did yeah. it gladly. So we'll we're do good. it again. My we're point. Good. To this whole long drawn out conversation is that 
when you were talking about me buying those two purses, mm-hmm. I have been on a sacrifice. Was mode. I in college already? You were at middle school. Taking so how you was that money. mad? How you was that mad about me saying something about them? It couldn't. No, the, those were those are Michael Kors purses or Kohan purses. Michael Kors. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like you were preemptively getting mad at me because I hadn't spent that much of your money yet. Yeah. Um, anyway, it doesn't even matter. See, the details are, are important. I don't even like this tone of conversation now. Like, what I'm tone ready, of conversation? I mean, You're being I don't like talking about money. You know I don't like talking, talking about money. money. We're talking about the things that have happened. Right. That's so Okay, so... I'm okay, done. you're not done talking. You're not ready to talk about it yet. I mean, I'm done. Started. I'm finished. What is the point? Just... Conversation. It's not conversation, really, because you were trying to make your point. You didn't spend all your money on me, but I spent a good chunk of my money on you and your sister. I, I would be willing to deal it right now if I was. I would be Mercedes up in a in a in a in a nice crib if I didn't sacrifice all that money for you guys. But I, I wanted. But this is what my this is what my whole thing was about. You know, um, nobody did it for me. Yeah. You know, and I thought about all my ancestors that probably wish they could have went to school and never could. I was sure. the first one of my brothers and sisters to go to college and graduate. And I wanted to make sure my daughters. Still? Yeah. Who, oh, was, who else? I'm just clarifying for everyone. You're the only still. I'm yeah. just clarifying. Well, I'm, I'm thinking you don't know. So... My point being, it was important for y'all to go to school because I knew that it would change the trajectory of your life. Yeah. And so I don't mind any penny that I spent, but but don't tell me how to spend my hard-earned money when I spend it on me because I don't have any problem spending it on YouTube. That's all I was saying. Well, you remember a lot of that emotion from almost well, from a couple of decades ago. Yeah, you would too if you you were in that survival mode and doing whatever you could. You know, you you thank God you'll probably never experience that because you you're starting off on a great footing. You know what I mean? Like I tried to make sure you had everything I wish I had. Do you think that putting me in that middle school was a good choice? Yeah, and for sure I knew I had to do something like that because you know you were always you know I was arguing with that lady. Um, at that school when she wouldn't give you the extra credit work. You were always that was back ahead. First, that was back in first grade for yeah. contact. Yeah. I went to a really good elementary school after that, though. That That's the thing. If I could have been a really good middle school, like a good public school, I think I would have did just a school. So, I, I agree. I think that school was a really strong academic foundation, but also, weirdly enough, it was a, it was a not an ideal social foundation for me and like because middle school is you know we went to that event yesterday and talking about how middle school is when girls lose their self-esteem and unfortunately being in such a homogeneous environment i think that this took me a long time to be able to come back from that like confidence wise and i hate that young girls of color have to choose you know it's either like going to this environment where i'm i'm uh weird i'm you know uh, I'm an individual, I can't find community, kind of. And then you have to go find weird kids. You know what I mean? Like, you're just weird. You're weird for being black, really. Like, I was weird for being cultural. I was weird. And then I was weird because I didn't know how to... I had so many diverse friends in um, elementary school. Like, seriously. And to the, and I, I was connected with a lot you of my... You said the United Nations. Yeah, and I was connected with a lot of my teachers. And then I did not know how to bond with those white kids in middle school. 
And this is not nothing to do with nobody but them. And it's crazy now seeing them as adults. And I'm like, you just always be like, are you going to ever apologize? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's this time, this one white boy, I remember we had, so we had known each other for three years at that point. We're at our eighth grade sleepover. And it's, I don't know if it's the bias of you're going to be who people install for you to be or you're going to be who you're going to be no matter what. But I remember I would always be very active in, like, social studies you know what I mean like I, I don't know what it was specifically I'll be saying but I remember just being like when we talk about indigenous people or people of color in social studies I'm like something is missing and I remember like audibly discussing that so obviously I was like the black kid even though I wasn't the only black kid in class anyway eighth grade this boy at this at the class sleepover just had to, I remember, I don't remember how it started, but I remember him being like, me being like, don't say it. And he was like, I'm going to say it. I was like, do not say it. And he just goes, nigger. And I and I was like chasing him. It was like a joke, but he just really wanted to say the N word. And I really wanted to be like, because he was my friend. We used to go to church and everything together. I was like, don't say it. And then he said it. And I remember like, I couldn't even chase him down and beat him up because I would get in trouble and then it would be a whole thing. So I just, he just kind of said it. You didn't tell people? No, I didn't tell people because it was such a weird thing. Like, I'm not thinking, like, because then you're like, well, maybe I'm being weird because it's just a word. You know what I mean? It's like you're not, I had, I wasn't in that environment where I was like, there's a black, I have a black ally as a faculty member. I don't even remember. I'm breaking my brain right now to think of a black person who worked at that school. Okay. What? I hear you. Why you say okay? I'm just telling the story. No, I just said I hear you. You said okay and pulled back. I mean, I would have preferred that you went and told white, black, green, or purple. Well, those are the things that happen. It's yeah. just a part of growing up. I'm sure you have stories growing up that you're like, that was weird. I shouldn't let that happen. It's just a part of growing up. I was the opposite. You fought every time? Kind of really bad about it. Well, I wasn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you were. I think, you know, and I think that that's funny about when 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 you have a parent that's so like that, it seemed like it's funny because you and your sister are anti-fighting and I was like, oh, I'm going to kick some ass. Who are you talking to? Well, you who grew, you, you talking to me? Well, you grew up in the, the 70s. Right, but I'm just saying, I think because I would fight y'all battles too, that I think I kind of like made y'all less... Um, no, 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 no. I just had the savvy back then to know that I don't want this to be a part of me. So what's going to happen is that he might get in trouble for a little bit, but then I have to admit that someone I know and call a friend humiliated me like that. Like, that's not, it's not, what's the consequences for him going to be in the long term? So it's just like, you just let it go. No, you would never let, no, I wouldn't, no. That's fine, you feel that way, yeah, but I'm telling you it's a that. context. That like, you, that was a beat down right there. But it's a context you'll never understand. Yeah. I'm at the sleepover in the gym with them, and I'm just going to jump on him? No, I would have told someone what he said. Yeah, but then it's like, then he goes, I didn't say it, or he goes, I'm sorry, and then that's it. It's the end of eighth grade. It's the end of, it's the end of everything. What do you mean? It's the end. He, it was, he did it anyway. It was the eighth grade sleepover. What I'm saying is that, like, what is the consequences I'm going to see? You Did you know that you told him that's wrong? Well, guess what? There's going to be other things that are going to happen if that's how he walks around in life. I mean, the reality is that you empower yourself when when the time is right. So, like, years later when I was in college, there we come to find out there was a... So, I went to college in an area where that's kind of like... I call it like old money. So it's a place where the college has been around for a while, but it's not a college town. And so anyway, some of the young boys. What? Go ahead. I'm obviously not going to say the name. No, I'm not saying that. Oh, um, so some of the young boys 
where we're being in the town kind of like after I got out of high school and we found out that a bunch of them were saying the N-word. They would just yell out the N-word as they drove by stuff, by us. And it happened to me once. Me and my friend were like, that couldn't have been what they said. So the thing we ended up doing was having a meeting with campus police and talking through as a community, like how we could better, like what do you do if that happens? Like what's the best way to handle it? You know, making sure we had community for doing that. And then you also just realize like, at the end of the day, I'm getting my education. And he said that and that's fine. But like, there's no, you know, it's a word that I just kind of have to let slide off of me because at the end of the day, like this 17 year old doesn't have any impact on my life if I choose him not to. So I guess that's just like the difference. Mm. Yeah, different generation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now I say that because they used to chase my brother home, you know, for and calling him that. And um, I remember a white girl called me and my sister that when we were walking home and she fought that girl, went all in that girl's house and fought her. I had to literally go in the house behind her to get her. And the mother was, like, trying to jump her, so we were fighting. Like, that word set us off, Hmm. like, on a real serious deal. So that's where I'm coming from with that. So that would have automatically been like, you said what? But, you know, it's a different context for you. Yeah. A different time. You know, it still humiliates you because you said you let your friend humiliate you. So it was still something that got under your skin. So it wasn't like it, but it doesn't hearing mean- it doesn't. But I'm saying it was the same. It's the same reaction, but but a different. Um, you reacted different, but it was the same connotation to the word. The word is still, it still hurdles a lot of um, bad feelings and inferiority when people throw it at you. Well, to me, also, in that scenario for me, with the, when it's great, it was more like, he's literally flexing his white, patriarchal, you know, jerk, like, douche douche muscles right now. Like, he's a young white boy trying to figure out how how much of an a-hole he wants to be. And so, like, yeah, he happened, but I don't know. Okay, okay. Why are you getting so upset? This is my I don't, uh, Okay. So it's hard for you to like. I mean, that I, mean, I had different experiences. No, like, yeah, hard? I just wouldn't think that you would let something like that go. But you know, it it is what it is. It happened. It's nothing you can do about. It. You can't go back to eighth grade and change it. You know, would you let somebody call you a nigga now? I don't care. It doesn't. See, that's the difference. What What good is it gonna do for me to fight someone? No, I'm not saying. Fight? Okay. Would you say something to them? I I said something to him at the time. I just didn't go to the authorities. You said don't say it. I chased him down. I was like, why oh. would you say that? And I was like, on him. And I was like, but I can't. I told you that in the beginning of the story. Okay. I was like, I okay, can't. okay, Ooh. bring it down. Okay, you just accused me, and then I'm defending myself. You're like, bring it down. Got it on camera. Great. So then he goes, um, are I mean, we on camera? No, we're not on camera. And then so he, um. I chased him down. I remember like grabbing him, and I was like, "I can't punch you. I can't do anything." I mean, it's just that I don't know what I did after that. But I mean, it's something where at the end of the day, you realize real empowerment comes from like disenfranchising other people's power over you. So even that white boy, he rolled by me, and I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what you got out of that because it's twenty blank." So it's like you and your friends now had to go home and grapple with the fact that instead of worrying about chemistry, you're 
yelling racial slurs, whereas I'm getting my education and going on to like lead a better life, like impact my community and do good things in the world. So mm-hmm. at this end, at the end of the day, like the um, I get it. Yeah, I think you just I think you become desensitized. I, I think you also think about generations before you that have been called that, and you're like, well, they fought battles so that I could I could walk past that. Okay. Wow. So, uh, I didn't know that was going to strike a chord like that for you. Hmm. So, yeah, so maybe you don't know me. Maybe I had ADHD back then after all. Another, no joke, nothing to do. So, Dr. No decided she wasn't going to laugh before we started recording this. So, anything else you want to learn about me? Well, because I'd rather share it with the whole world than with you directly. Why is that? It's just easier with the anonymity. No, I'm good. You're good. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about my conception? You want Mm-mm. to talk about JFK? Was it a single shooter or not? You're good. You're straight. Okay, well, Dr. No says no. She doesn't want to say anything else. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, Mom. You're welcome. Was it a, value, was it a fruitful Bonnie experience after all? Really? <laughs> like, it went left at the end. Good, you know? bad, or different. I am who I am with some of my experiences. If I it's have... not that. It's just like that. That was that. Was, that's not a topic I would like to end on. But it is. Okay, then what you want? To, I said you want to talk about it. You, you yeah, I really don't have anything else that Let's I can see. think of to talk about. Oh, that just bless you. You out. just like spend so much time on that when we could have just went past it. Well, that's just the nature of podcasts. You just go with it. You kind of sometimes can't stay on track. So and there is no track. That's the that's what this podcast is about. Well, anyway, one thing we can end on is um, I remember last time you came to visit, you were telling me that your sense of oh, you made a joke. Of, you were telling me some jokes. You said you had some jokes, basically, and that was the first time I realized you were in the comedy. Cause I was like, it's not like I think I think that you growing up, you taught me about like the great like the greatest black comedians, but it wasn't like we ever went to a comedy show or anything. Obviously, cause like what like I can't go to Deaf Comedy Jam as a kid or anything. But um, you talk about our sense of humor. Do you think we have the sense of the same sense of humor? No, I think you have your dad's. And well, how would you describe your sense of humor? Um, I have Kevin Hart's sense of humor, and you have Cat Williams. I would take that. So Cat Williams is hilarious. See, there you go. You don't think Cat Williams is hilarious? I think he's off or to the left a little bit. <laughs> and that's how you describe me, off to the left a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you love about Kevin Hart? Do you think he's doing the, he's doing the most with these global tours? Yeah, I mean, I like Kevin Hart because it's probably the first comedian since Eddie Murphy that made me, you know, like laugh out loud. And Richard Pryor, of course. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor is just the truth. But Richard Pryor was so truthful, it hurt you. Well, he was and talking so, at a time too, like where it was politically and socially, like like that was an important. Like, he had a stage that a lot of black men didn't have at that time. Who? Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor made that stage. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Sure. He, he created something that had never existed before. Well, like, Red Fox and all of them, they were raunchy and everything, and they broke a certain mold. But Richard Pryor, like, talked about setting himself on fire, about being so cracked out and how he mm-hmm. felt and... How he set himself on fire. Now think about that. You set. You're so <laughs> yeah. messed up that you 
douse yourself and set yourself on fire and you can make a joke out of that. Mm-hmm. That's deep. So he took the truth of his life as tragic as it was and he presented it to you and said, this is, this is me. Whereas Kevin Hart does the same thing. You know, think about it. What was it? The name of his show? Um, what was it? I know of that. I don't want to tell you. Not, not seriously funny, but the one after that. I don't want to tell you. Well, anyway, I want to hear you yell out what you think it is. I remember. <laughs> I want you to guess. But his family was, was all my, about laughing my, my pain. pain. Yeah. There you go. And his family was all throughout that, and he was telling. The story about his father and uncles being on drugs, really, if you heard that, his mother dying of cancer. But he said it in such a funny way mm-hmm. that everybody laughed. But in, in, in a way, still slid that truth in. So I told, so that's why I like I it. totally agree with you about Richard Pryor yeah. and to some extent Kevin Hart. But do you think that... Um, but Cat Williams doesn't do that. Cat Williams tries... He to, has a social dialogue. Yeah, but he tries to humiliate you to, to a certain extent. Like, the thing, like, come on, he fought with a middle schooler. He didn't fight with a middle schooler. Did you watch the video? Uh, I saw some of it. Yeah, he didn't fight with a middle schooler. Middle schooler was, like, provoking him, and he got him in the corner, and I guess he defended okay, himself. Okay, so that's stupid. But he was there playing soccer with the kids. Yeah, was, that was just so the stupid. The boy was, he's like, a, was trolling but him. But he's a grown man. But he's not that strong. Oh, my God. Did, watch really? the video. Here's what you can't do. What you can't do is talk to me about a man's comedy, like, for years and special after special. No, I, what did I say but to But I'm saying, like, what are you I talking about the video comedy for? something from the left. Okay. And he kind of humiliates. Okay, perfect example. He um, challenged Steve Harvey to, you know, let's find out who's the king of comedy. You talking about your king because, you know, Steve Harvey and um, Bernie yeah, Mac and, and all them did the King of Comedy and, and did that. So that. he was like, you call yourself the king, let's have a... And they sure. came to... Um, they went to... It was on New Year's Eve in Michigan. And they did it. I mean, and he just... just hammered Steve Harvey, just personal insult, personal insult, personal... You know, just... That was his way of being the king of comedy. And to me... That's not funny when you taking somebody else and you you putting them down. Didn't your generation start dozens? No, we didn't start no dozens. Who started dozens? It's been around. Okay, since. then he's pulling on tradition. But okay, okay. But you you just don't like his personality. No, so I laugh at Cat Williams, but I'm saying there's an element of his humor that's negative. That too. is, yeah. This so is you're calling me negative too by saying that's my comedy. Mm. Uh, it's to the left. Okay. Not negative, but to the left. It's a little off the the, the path of traditional. Off your path. Yeah. Don't don't be talking about it. This is what the one true path and the light and the way, and then I'm acting like I'm weird. It's like perfect example. You're dead. I'll never forget. I saw an accident where the people flipped over. I'm already laughing. Wait, in real life? Like, yeah. Oh, that's and different. On video, like, it'd be funny, but I in real life, it'd be scary. I was like, oh, man, this constant happened. <laughs> and his car flipped over, and he's laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Why are you See? You told See? the story, no, buddy. No. <laughs> the story is funny. You got your dances. No, here's why it's funny. It. 
You're straight. <laughs> no, no, no. It. Look at all the America's Funny Home videos. Are all, like people crashing and all that stuff is funny. The now, wait, let me finish. Over. If I see that in real life, I'd be like, oh my god, let's pray for. But if I see it in video form, it's hilarious. And I'm telling you, when you're laughing, <laughs> because that's, the way you said it was. Funny. I didn't even tell you whether they was okay or not. You but just I'm assuming that you went. You were going like, oh my god, these people I don't died. Know. I don't even know. What I assume happened. you were. Start- okay, that's why we laughed because somewhere, but somewhere, somebody flipped and they lied. I would not know expect him to bust out laughing. <laughs> but then if I tell a, a nervous joke, laugher. maybe if I tell if I tell a joke, he doesn't find it funny. I'm like, that's not funny to you. But I come and tell you a car <laughs> flipped over and that's hilarious. That's crazy to me. That's to the left. I he's out here to defend himself, so that's not You're defending him for <laughs> you're, you're actually proving my point. So it's just so, you set it up to be funny. Anyway, that's you proved my point exactly. You have your dance sense of humor. You laughed at the same thing, not even a joke. The same scenario that I told him <laughs> I that's funny to you, and that's what I mean by that. <laughs> I mean, how did the car flip? Was it T bone? The car flipped over. That's all I know. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It was like a million years ago. You was a baby. Yeah, I'm a million years old, y'all. By the way. Yeah. So, what's your favorite horror movie? It's I'm not into it like Halloween. Time. I'm not into that. But like, if you had to pick Freddy or Jason, no, I'm not into that. Did you grow up with anyone? Like, yeah, I there... grew up with all of it. You didn't like it. I watched all of it, but I'm not. Do into you it anymore. do you miss Jamie Lee Curtis? Was she great? I don't miss none of that. Don't anymore. you think she was great though when she the young Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't remember. She was the one on Halloween. She used to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I remember. She was a great screamer. I don't remember. Well, I grew up with Alfred Hitchcock. And all okay, that. hold on. We'll come back to that. But throw back to Jamie Curtis. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, she's now like the adult on Scream Queens, the show on Fox. Yeah. So she came back to like, oh, and it's hilarious. It's gruesome and it's hilarious. Okay. I'm just saying for your generation, you guys can't have a second chance. For your generation. <laughs> I'm being funny. Oh my goodness! That okay? You guys just laugh at home. Okay, last thing. So Alfred Hitchcock. What do you you think they're laughing, but they're not. They're shaking their head. We get we get great. Really, we get great reviews. What is your name? I'm not Juicy Booty. I'm Juicy Grind. That same thing. What's the difference? It's not at all. One is implying something. The other is I'm just Juicy Grind. It's just is names are just names. No names have connotations. They no names have meaning. The fact that you say connotation that's your generation's old perception of reality stuff. Because y'all like basically weren't open minded enough, so y'all like, look, if I tell you I think something is, is like it, you need to fix it. That's your generation. Our generation is like, who cares? Let's go watch Netflix. If somebody say my name Juicy, I'm like, what corner you working, boo? That's just. <laughs> That's funny to me. Okay. Are you okay. Juicy? That's a connotation. Juicy grind. It's a name. Okay, it's what a, is grind? What is that? It's my it's just juicy Your grind. Drive. I literally cannot even explain it because it's not explainable. It's just two words that, that don't I would rather separated. hear something like hard grind. Or, it's not hard grind. I'm working hard I'm not on descri- my grind. I'm not describing but... my grind. It's just juicy grind is a name just like Alfred Hitchcock is a name. You don't decide that Alfred describes Hitchcock. It's just his first and last name. So that, like I said, juicy... Okay. If, I, if I met you and you said your name was Juicy. I wouldn't say would my name was like, Juicy. I would say my name is Juicy Grind. And then you would be like, okay, nice to meet you, Mr. Grind. What Ryan. movie are you in? So, going back, what's your favorite Hitchcock movie? Uh, Rear Window. Why do you like Rear Window? 
because I um, love um what's his name? Don't say James James Stewart Stewart L. James yeah. Stewart. Um, that yeah, for that good. reason, because of him, and because you were like, is it true? Is he really? Is that true? Is it? Are they, did he yeah, say that, that for real? Yeah, and then he really did. And he's like, oh man. And then he's like in the wheelchair, so it's like, how you gonna do it? But he did it. So yeah. I like. Wasn't he the first guy to do the whole the train thing? Like. Dial in for murder. No, it was the one. Oh yeah, that was good too. But That's wasn't he him, the one to do? For murder. But wasn't he the one to do the one where like, a, you meet a stranger and you're like, I wish my wife would die, and yeah, then the stranger yeah, that kills was, him. Um, um, that was um, oh, stranger on the train or something. Stranger like on the train. Yeah, yeah, that was a good premise. The idea that just someone miscommunicates. Someone miscommunicates and. <laughs> but we I don't know who I was talking to recently, but we made a joke and then um and then we were like, Wait, what if I misheard you and I wouldn't did that and then you'd have to commit a crime for me? That's a pretty scary premise, huh? Um, they use that over and over. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like he was the first. That's what I mean, but think about no, that. Actually, I think um I think um Agatha Christie was the first. Oh yeah, true. She was back in the eighteen the eighteen hundreds. Um, can we do the rest in the English accent? So, my mother, we were talking about Hitchcock. I'll put the on. <laughs> Good one. That's that was great. Mother, we were got. talking about Hitchcock. I think my favorite, I don't know, I'm getting Indian. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know my, my, my favorite film would be hmm, The Birds. Yeah, that terrified me when I was little, but after a while, I was like, I was Do you know what's really interesting? Oh, Vertigo. It would be Vertigo. Vertigo was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Do you, what was interesting about the birds is that um, he was obsessed with Tippi Hedren. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah, they had that in the Hitchcock gross. movie. He was gross. I didn't see it. I'm glad he's just I a gross kind. No, it, it's not that he did gross stuff. that he's a gross looking guy. And then he was all on her. And she was like, can I send my check, please? Yeah, that's pretty. And that happens all the time. Yeah, but like, at least Hollywood guys these days stay in shape. Even if it was in shape, it would be offensive. Okay. You could have laughed. That's a great time for a joke. I'm clearly just joking. No, because I had that happen to me. Oh, my God. You got caught over casting couch? No, like, it was so stupid. It's the guy that I was working for. He caught me in this, like, compromising space. Where were you working? Were you working in Hollywood? No, I was working... um, at a moving and storage company. This is awesome that this is relevant. Okay, so you had a boss. And so I was at the desk. <laughs> I love mothers. Go and ahead. I was doing my little doodah. And I turned First around of all, and wait, how fast, how fast did you type back then versus how fast you type now? Did you even Probably type faster? Same, same, oh my same God. So thing. pecking. So he was coming yeah, was over to say, to say, Dr. No, you can't, you're not doing no, anything. No, he said, hey, hey. Because he kept trying to talk to me. His wife had just had a baby. And he was like, hey, hey. And I turned, and this foolish dude pulled his pants down. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. You didn't hear the belt buckle? Yeah. And that's when you were like, oh. I mean, it was nothing I could do. I was like sitting. And I was like, I know this dude is not about to do He was bare that. or he had underwear on? It was just pants no, he pulled his He showed his, his yeah. privacy to you? He was like, oh, I've been trying to talk to you. You can see what you're missing. It's something. And then and I was like, 
you're an asshole and you're going to stop right now. But it's so crazy because um, I only worked that job for a little while, but I end up using that discount when I moved. So it helped me. But you didn't another, another young lady worked there right behind me and he did the same thing and she sued him. So she ended up getting a lot of money from the company. You know what? That guy I mentioned, so he probably called someone that word and got brought up on charges. So hopefully my story ended the same. Yep, she got him. And they all thought it was me. Because I was, you know, talking about him. I mm-hmm. was like, this dude is so wrong. But I didn't want to get him fired. The only reason why I didn't report him is because his wife had just had a baby. Oh, sweet. And I was like, oh, man. But I was like... You're going to get yourself in trouble. You lucky that I, I, like, oh that God. doesn't offend me because I've been through so much in Oh, life. my God. What does that even mean? Okay. But don't do that again. And I'm not interested. Wow. So I kind of, like, just, I'm you know, not interested. checked him and told him to stop. But he went all the way. So I knew just the fact that he could drop drop his pants like that. That that's a problem. That is definitely a problem. Oh, that's me. Um. Okay. On that note. <laughs> now you want to end it. Now you want to end it on, on a nasty note. <laughs> on a part of It's almost note. an hour. We always just talk for an hour. No, um, say so. Well, I'm glad you got through that. Listen, nurse. Uh, so hey, if a dude pulls his pants seriously. Down, you fight. You you sue him. You get some money because I lost out on you some money l- trying to be nice. At the very least, you don't go back to typing. <laughs> you leave no, for the day. No, no, no. Gotta, <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. Oh, it was, it was be- that uncomfortable is not even the word. Yeah, that is disgusting. Was he it was wait? Very- what was his persuasion? He was back. He was a sick little dude. This is why. I'm single. But here, he was a... And then here's the bad thing. You, he was you know, the worst thing? He was the worst and worst He was a nice-looking dude. So it was like, what's wrong with oh, you? Oh, it was like, if he wasn't such a creeper, he might really have a mistress. No, my thing was, his wife was at home with that newborn baby, probably all happy, like, oh, we have a family. And he was such a jerk. And he put them at such a... Um, risk and then not maybe six months later somebody ended up suing the company i'm sure he lost his job i'm sure he probably got divorced or worse and i'm like was it all worth it well you're 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 looking at that as like a conscious decision to do something risky but obviously he has predatory tendencies and you don't know where that is on the scale of his sexual deviance so reality is that like if he just tried something fun one time then yeah I'd be like that was not worth it but it sounds like he just was a deviant right no he just was trying but you're saying why do you was saying that you don't know? he was trying yeah no i don't think that's true i don't think that a boss harasses and goes beyond harassing where it's like well you said this and said that he basically assaulted you Right, you don't just go from that. Like that's not a that's not a thing you wake up and do. So he's somewhere on the scale of sexual deviancy, and maybe does worse than that. Maybe does less than that. We don't know. But I don't think that. I he mean, just, he paid for it regardless. Absolutely, but that's what I'm saying though. Like you people, I don't want anyone to ever be like, well, he just did this weird thing because like I think that anything that's uncomfortable like that is beyond him getting a wrong signal. That's like okay, you should say something for the sake of. 
who oh, knows? Oh, trust me. I who, said all kinds of who, stuff. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to, to the people. The yeah. Um, you should say something for the sake of uh, make sure this person isn't encouraged to keep going down the road. Not that it's your responsibility, but um, if you wonder if you but should you, say. But you're, forget- you're totally negating the fact that a lot of women in those situations need their jobs. So it's a fine line you try to you try to determine. Do I risk my job or do I just stay away from them? Here's what I'm trying to be clear about, right? There's her- Hold on, that's all going to make noise. Why'd you move my phone? Why'd you do it? You had it on my Bible. That's not even technically a Bible. That's a one-year Bible. It's not like the holy... Are it's you just, for real? It's, it's disorganized. So, like, does it count? It's the word of God. Are you crazy? Okay. A one-year Bible is technically not a Bible? I'm saying, like, for you to move a device off of it. I, that's my Bible. Okay. I read it every single day. And so you can't put your phone on top of my Bible. Great. Okay. Apologies. Show some respect. Thank you. That'll be discussed on the next episode. Okay, so going back to what I was saying, if um if you feel uncomfortable, always feel free. Know that you are able to and um, you have resources and and check into if you work for a company, you can check with your um EEOC Equal Opportunity Employment um contact person and you find out what your resources are. You can report it. <laughs> You could do something. That's not what EEOC sounds like, but that's close. No, they do have... Um, you just did the letters out of order. It's EEOC. not just that. It's in general. It's some, No, you did the letters out of order. You, you said it, though. In a, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, in general, my point is that... Because um, sometimes you can anonymously report it if you're sure, worried about your sure, job. Sure, It would be great if I could finish my Sometimes, in general, right, when it comes to um, something that doesn't feel right, sexually um we always justify and think well this is just this guy it's just whatever but if you are wondering all right uh dr Noah's out if you are wondering um if you should say something and you want to say something always do and don't um mom all that background noise is going to affect your pocket um you know and if, and if you're thinking about that just go ahead and do it uh don't think about a, a man's life or his all the other things because he isn't thinking about that or he needs help so on that um note this is the end of our comedy podcast. Um, thank you. It was supposed to be comedy? The whole genre's comedy. That's why you didn't laugh at nothing. I was like, oh, hello. Oh, my goodness. You should tell people it's supposed to be comedy. Well, you said, come have a conversation with me. Yeah, well, trust me. They we went deep. Trust me, they're going to laugh at some at you. Oh, they're going to find a way to laugh okay, at you. Well, okay, Dr. so we, we can't. Dr. No out. Thank you for ha- Thank you for being here, Dr. Yeah. No. Um, okay, don't go back and make noise. Like, can you just sit here till oh. I'm done? All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up and uh, check out episode four. Thanks for listening. Uh, Peace, love, coconut oil, and don't be don't be petty pediatrician. Bye.